hello and welcome back to the Palladian Energy Podcast, a podcast series for energy professionals featuring short, insightful interviews with experts who can shed light on topics that matter to you and your business. This season, we are covering sustainability issues relevant to the upstream, midstream and downstream sectors. I'm your host, Elizabeth Corner, and this is episode seven. Palladium Publications is home to four industry-leading oil and gas magazines. Together, Oil Field Technology, World Pipelines, LNG Industry and Hydrocarbon Engineering cover the upstream, midstream and downstream sectors. Search for the magazines online and subscribe for free to receive a print copy or see the digital version. I'm pleased to welcome Gareth Edwards, who is Chief Client Officer at GoCode Green, a diagnosis platform that measures the carbon impact of digital products and services. So welcome, Gareth. Hi. Nice to be here. I'm really looking forward to talking to you about the energy sector's power to make sustainable tech change. So maybe you can introduce yourself to our podcast audience before we start. No problem. Um, so as, as you said, I'm Gareth Edwards. I'm the Chief Client Officer at GoCode Green. Um, I've been working in the digital and tech sector for uh, 25 years. Um, I moved into the sustainability space about two months ago. As I understand it, GoCode Green is an Earthshot Prize nominated climate tech company. And the mission is to help decarbonize the digital world. So in this episode, we'll talk about how the company supports action to reduce the carbon impact of software and in the technology value chain. So, yeah, maybe you can kick us off by explaining what GoCode Green does in more detail and maybe what that Earthshot Prize nomination means to the company. Sure. It's interesting to us because. Um, no one has really ever looked at uh, the carbon impact of software. Um, it's almost like a, a hidden uh, set of emissions. Um, and as it turns out, it's quite a significant set of emissions. Uh, ICT as a sector is now the um, uh, sort of sixth worst uh, sector, if you like, in terms of emissions, and growing rapidly. So it already accounts for 6% of global emissions. Um, and it's growing at more than 10% a year. So probably by about uh, 2030, it's going to account for 20% of all electricity usage. So probably of interest to the energy sector itself, um, uh, where's all this electricity going to come from? Um, what we do is we um, understand the holistic impact of software. So it's not just the energy usage um, at the point of serve to, to client or to customer, but it's the cost to build it, the cost to maintain it, uh, and the cost to update it. And that includes everything from server usage to the cost of travel of the, the people who go about building that software. That's much broader than I thought, actually. In terms of what it means to us, the short nomination we're um, a small business trying to make a big difference uh, to the planet. Uh, so any awareness uh, that we can get from uh, awards is, is obviously gratefully received. Um, uh, and also delighted to be able to say that we're also now a two-time first-shot nominee, um, which has just been recently confirmed. So uh, hopefully that might lead to a win next year. Great. Congratulations. Uh, now, when it comes to calculating carbon impact... It- 
isn't the impact of software rather minimal, especially when you're comparing it to the impact of, say, producing and transporting fossil fuels? What kind of margins are we talking about here? Um, If looking broadly across all the kind of clients we work with, um, so if you imagine our uh, biggest clients are global banks, um, huge parts of the public sector, energy companies. Um, on average, we see um, ICT, so in, in, its, in its entirety, uh, accounting for 25 to 30% of emissions of large service businesses. So if you imagine that, on average, we see opportunity to reduce that by 50% or more, suddenly you're making a 15%, 20% difference to the overall carbon impact of a large service business. I would absolutely recognise that in the energy sector, as a proportion of their overall emissions, it's going to be less than, say, a bank's, but it's not insignificant. Fantastic. Uh, My next question is, what impact are you seeing to sustainability targets when your clients utilise the platform? Maybe you can give me an example of a company who's had some success in in decarbonising this way. Um, I think it's it's not a short journey. Um, as you, as you can imagine, it's sometimes uh, surprising or shocking when they first start to recognise how much hidden emissions they have within the ICT space. Um, but certainly as they progress on that journey and they understand that there are some uh, easy wins uh, to be made, uh, they can start to make a, a, a big difference. Um, so um, some of our clients have seen... Um, uh, significant uh, reductions in electricity usage, for example, in their cost client journeys um, in the uh, six-figure range, uh, but applied and aggregated up to an overall organizational limit, uh, it, it can make a huge difference, certainly. Um, it's very difficult for me to talk specifics, uh, all covered by NDAs, of course, a lot of this stuff, um, but um, the difference that they are seeing in terms of a broader organisational impact. Greenwashing is a, is a big topic of conversation. And what we've seen the biggest impact in is organisationally, uh, they are able to tell a great story about how they're really looking at their emissions in, uh, to a great, degree, a great deal of depth. And that's a great story to tell to people. Really? And so what types of software products are you typically evaluating or measuring for companies? And, and what's the process for getting started with your platform? So um, all software, there's no, no um, constraints in that space. But typically, um, we get involved with organisations who might be have a lot of legacy technology. Um, and they're considering moving to the cloud, for example. Um and what we've found is this particular interest potentially to some of your services. The perception is that the cloud is green. And it, it, on average, it's probably greener. Um, but actually, the stats around the availability of green servers or green cloud service are pretty stark. I think it's 0.13% of all um, the, the server farms in the world are actually green. So it's not as green as you might think it might be. Um, and oddly, um, in some cases, on-premises hosting can be uh, greener than moving to the cloud, depending on the type of software and the application. 
uh, one of our energy clients who was planning a cloud migration found out that their uh, um, own hosting was so well optimized and so green that they were better off staying where they were rather than doing the cloud migration. Interesting. Okay, so they actually found that they didn't need to make a change based on that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the kind of work that, that we get involved in when people are looking at their their overall strategy, what's going to be best for the applications that we have. And do you find that you're often giving companies quote unquote bad news about their digital footprint? I, I would call it uh, surprising news. Sure. <laughs> I just wonder how companies might react to the information that the platform reveals. You know, are you adding to their to-do list when it comes to achieving their net zero goals? I would argue that unless they measure software in the way that we do it, they can't truly meet net zero because these emissions aren't necessarily being reported correctly today. So it's about so, the hidden stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's not adding to the to-do list. It's giving them a completer, a more complete to-do list. To -do list. Um, and from our perspective, some of the things they can do here, not only are going to accelerate their journey towards net zero, but also expose new opportunities to do so. And what's your view on long-term versus short-term goal setting for Net Zero? Does Go Code Green work for one more than the other? Uh, not necessarily. I think um, when you look, so what we do also impacts the people. So uh, you, you, without the people in your organisation, you're not going to be able to reach Net Zero. So one of the other areas we focus on is education. So the people who design and deliver software, if they don't do so in a green way, then the problem is going to continue to exacerbate. So um, not just measuring software and giving them an action plan, we're also training the people who are going to continue to deliver software in that organization so that they have a long-term impact. So short-term, here's some things you can do which will reduce the impact of your current technology state long-term train your people get them on board and make sure that they're going to continue to deliver in a low carbon way in the future and then finally just to wrap this up how do we go about embedding sustainable digital practices into our businesses going forward for me it's this is an awareness thing um, some of the statistics that we share um, with our partners and with our clients as I said, can be pretty surprising. Um, the and, and we we use a lot of them for a little bit for shock value, for example, but um, uh, but in a way that makes it relatable to people. So um, we we often share the impact of songs on Spotify, for example. So this year's most streamed song on Spotify, the Miley Cyrus song, has an equivalent impact to seventy-seven thousand tons of carbon. It's about the same as 15,000 cars. Um, those numbers tend to make people sit back. <laughs> um, and if you aggregate that up across a number of artists or a number of songs and start to look at other platforms, you can suddenly start to see there's an enormous impact from digital on our daily lives, um, uh, which is far more uh, impactful than flying, for example. Um, the, the other one we've been looking at recently is um, the carbon impact of a, a, a small domestic flight, short haul, about 9 to 10 tonnes of carbon. 
Um, it only takes 10 days of, of you doom scrolling on Instagram for you to have more impact. Quite shocking. Yeah. So those, those kind of numbers, those kind of stories are a great way to get across to not just senior leadership, but an entire organization that we can all make a difference. Um, but the starting point for, of course, is measurement. You don't know um, what you're changing until you can measure it first. Fantastic. Well, that's some brilliant perspective you've given us there. Thank you so much, Gareth. No problem at all. My thanks to Gareth Edwards at Go Code Green for opening our eyes to the hidden digital impact of our ICT systems and of our streaming services. That's a wrap on season two of the podcast. We'll be back with season three soon. Our topic next time is safety, and we can't wait to cover environmental safety, personnel safety, risk management, control, transportation protocol, emergency response, leadership and culture, cybersecurity, and more. Thanks for listening to the Palladian Energy Podcast. Subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have enjoyed this episode, please rate and review and forward to a colleague or friend. Oil field technology keeps upstream oil and gas professionals up to date on the latest technologies and developments in the industry through in-depth articles, regional reports and project news. Sign up to our newsletter at oilfieldtechnology.com forward slash newsletter for a free copy of each issue.